Hey there, retailers. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about adding additional revenue streams to your main retail business. I'm not talking about, you know, bringing in different types of giftware or product lines. I'm talking about completely different revenue streams. So let's get going. Running a retail business doesn't have to be so hard. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, the go-to podcast for creative shop owners, studio owners, and independent retailers. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, retail business coach and mentor. Each week, I'll share simple, proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers, and advice from industry experts. Together, we're going to work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life. Have you ever wondered if there were other things in your business that we could add on? You know, what else could we what else could we do under this roof or what else can we do with our retail business? This is a question I get asked a lot by coaching clients and different retailers around the world, actually, I have the opportunity to work with retailers around the world. And today I'm going to share some ideas to get you thinking, hopefully, (laughs) some ways to get you thinking about different revenue streams that you can bring into your business. Let's talk about the changing face of retail. Let's talk about um, all the good things that are happening, all the crazy things that are still happening. <laughs> As I'm recording this, you know, the sky is not falling. It is okay. Um, things are okay with retail. Things are looking good coming up for retail. But maybe you felt a little bit wobbly. Well, I guess you did feel a little bit wobbly. We all felt a little bit wobbly last year. And now you're wondering how you can maybe secure or feel a little bit more in control if things get wobbly again. So one of the things that I like to help retailers do is brainstorm different ways that they can bring other revenue streams into their business. And I see it happen all the time. So recently, one of my retailers, um, you know, beautiful shop, things are going well and good and fine. And, you know, profit is there and she loves her business and all, all is well, but she wanted to add some, you know, some more security, I think. And I, and I mean, we all know nothing's, nothing is secure. <laughs> I think we've all been shown that nothing is secure anymore. But, you know, she wanted to just sort of make sure that if this goes down, you know, this will support her or if that goes down, this will support her. And so I'm a big believer in having multiple streams of revenue. If you can, if you have the bandwidth in your business, and it might not mean right away, this might not be something that you want to do right now. This might not be the thing for you. This, you know, and I'm going to share lots of different ideas. And some of them, you're going to just say, nope. (laughs) And other things, you know, you're going to be like, well, maybe not nope, maybe not nope, but maybe like, well, maybe I'll think about that. Or holy, I had not thought of that. So this is how, uh, you know, I helped this one particular retailer and we came up with an idea and I'll, and I'll tell you when I get to the idea or when I get to that um, suggestion, what we did. And, you know, she, it's just been amazing for her. So we don't want to take on too much. This isn't about me telling you to do more. This is about thinking outside the box a little bit in expanding what we're already doing well or what we're enjoying and uh, adding more profits. So a couple of things, you know, when we go through this list and things, you know, um, spark ideas, this is the whole intention for this episode. I want to spark some ideas 
and get you thinking about other opportunities. Um, again, because we've been feeling so wobbly. So if you something sparks an idea, and I'm going to start with this because I want I'm going to start with how to decide if this is the right revenue stream for you. So there's four things that I always do, like a little check mark. If this is, you know, a little checklist, I guess, to see, you know, uh, if this is something that I want to pursue, I want to take the next step with. So the four things, and I call, okay, you guys are going to laugh, but I call this like putting it through the hopper, like in my brain, it's like, it's got to go through this hopper of ideas. And if it churns all out through there, and it comes out the bottom with a yes, then I'm going to go to the next step and maybe do a little more investigation. So the first thing is, does this light me up? Am I excited about this? Did it immediately go? I like it, you know, and as we get in deeper, you know, going through the the motions of uh, exploring different alternative revenue streams, um, I, I continue to ask myself, is this just getting heavy or I still like this? You know, I still check in and make sure that it lights me up because my friends, there's no reason to be in this business if things aren't lighting us up. <laughs> I know that sounds selfish and crazy, but we're self-employed. Why do things that don't light us up? Why add revenue streams or add things to our plate that don't light us up? So that's my my tip for that. So that's the first one when I'm going through the hopper of, of deciding about these revenue streams. The next thing, of course, is, is this something that my customers will buy or do or invest in? Is this, you know, is this something that my ICA needs or wants or would like? Or is it something I want? And I need to do, or I feel like they should like, you know, so that's a hard question. It's a really hard one sometimes because I have, um, brought in things before into my retail business. When I owned my cafe, I brought in um, product line that was, that was amazing and nobody else wanted. Looking back now, I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know what an ICA was, an ideal customer avatar. I didn't know that I should be like... We learn a lot as we grow, right? But anyway, back in my coffee shop days, I brought in um, a, a really cool product. And it just, it was just really cool. I thought it was really cool. I thought my people should like it. Other stores or other cafes did amazing with it. But in hindsight, my people in my town, in my community, <laughs> not their thing. So it was a mistake. So I really have to ask myself that. And I want you to ask yourself this with... Um, with your customer base, is this something that they would like or buy? And if you're not sure, that's where we do a little bit of testing, right? We just like, we start asking, you know, we can have little, there's just different ways we can do that, right? So then the next thing is, surprise, surprise, is this profitable? Can I make money at this? Because I will tell you, there's lots of things we do in our business that are not profitable. I see it every day. Not not hopefully you're hopefully you're not doing that but I do see it every day I have shared before about you know some of the retailers I work with you know when we start pulling apart the nitty-gritty of of maybe workshops or events or um, you know a product line and they're not you know that's why we have to know our numbers so that's the next part is it profitable and then does the the, the fourth part of this does it fit under my brand umbrella does this make sense for my brand and there's another question that, you know, we really have to answer. And I, and I've, I think I've shared this before. I know I definitely share it inside my retailers inner circle, but it's like, if all of a sudden, you know, you sell jewelry or clothing and you have this beautiful and your, your reputation is you're known for this uh, jewelry and clothing and accessories. And all of a sudden you bring in snow tires 
It doesn't make sense for your brand. Now you can bring in something different. Like maybe you bring in books about fashion or something. That makes sense. Does this make sense to my brand? Those are four simple questions. And I have shared these on the podcast before, but do they light you up? This is how I make decisions on um, product lines. This is how I make decisions on new revenue streams. So the four things there are, do they, does it light me up? Is it something my customers will buy? Is it profitable? And does this fit under my brand umbrella? So Taking those things into consideration, I'm going to give you some ideas that I'm that might spark a little bit of, um, I don't know, hopefully it sparks a little bit of thought and start thinking outside the box a little bit. I, I think it's fun to do that. It's actually one of my favorite things to do with some of my clients. When my retailer, I work a lot uh, independently, privately with um, independent retail uh, retailers. And, you know, we start when we're in our own business, we only see like the forest for the trees. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know we have great ideas and there's all these things. And that's another problem. We actually have too many ideas. So I don't want this to be one of those things that gives you too many ideas, but I do want it to spark a thought process of expanding your revenue streams. So one of the places that I go and look for different ideas and I would recommend that you do this is go look at other industries or other, you know, other categories of retail business and see what they're doing. So don't just if you're a bookseller, if you're you know, if you sell books, don't just look at other bookstores and see what they're doing, because they they might not be thinking outside the box. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it's okay to look and see what they're doing. And I'm talking about not, you know, your neighbor next door, I'm talking about, you know, all over the world and see what other booksellers are doing. Maybe go look and see what paint sellers are doing and how they're, you know, incorporating different things. If you're a clothing shop, um, you know, your fashion, maybe go look and see what the wedding shops are doing. I don't know. I'm just, these are um, like ideas, but, you know, look at other industries and think outside the box that way. If you're a paint retailer, go look and see what, you know, clothing retailers or jewelries or bookstores, you know, everybody should be looking at other industries, not just what, don't just do what everybody else is doing. Let's just get a little bit original and, and it's cool, right? We're, we're such creative beings that it's so, um, it's fun to look at these, uh, at other things. And I'm hoping I'm not, this is not intended to have you waste time or make you, and as I said, at the, you know, at the beginning, not made to like water down all your ideas. It's made to make you feel a little bit or not made. It's, I'm hoping that you will feel, um, inspired to start thinking of different things that you can do under your roof, under the, under your shop roof. So, We've got our ideas sort of going to go through the filter. We're looking at different places for ideas. So here's some um, different avenues that you can look at. So the first one is kind of obvious, right? It's online. I'm going to say online e-commerce, adding an e-commerce site to your store. It is a whole new, a whole separate business. Hands up. Well, I can't see you, but you know what I mean? <laughs> if you are, if you added an e-commerce site over the last year, you know that that is a whole different ball game. You need a shipping, you need, it's like a whole different thing. You're talking to people via, you know, the the computer and you're not really like, it's not the same as in-store sales, but it, so it is like a separate business. In my opinion, it works in conjunction with your current business, but it is like a separate business. But I, take it a little step further. And I know many of you are doing this already, but Facebook live sales or, you know, live virtual sales, you know, that is, um, that is a great way to add on a new pro like a new uh, revenue stream. I consider that a completely different revenue stream, but also think about 
other places that you can sell your wares. If you know, if you do have an e-commerce or even if you don't, you know, we have Etsy, Amazon Handmade is a great place. I know I have many, many creatives listening to us. Um, you know, also scalable uh, digital products, right? Digital products, things that you create once maybe it's an svg file or an ebook on a how to you know how to do anything anything that you are doing that people are always asking you like how do you do that or you know things that might be like a no-brainer to you um teach those skills do an ebook create a video series those kinds of things you can sell those and they're scalable right you do it once and it's done (laughs) it's on your website you can just sell it over and over again so whether that's painting or you know how to choose the right books or how to match earrings with clothing I'm not a fashion person as you guys know but you know what I'm saying is what do you do well and what could you just digitalize and if again many of you are doing things like svg files and maybe you have any some kind of creative thing that you're doing what could you just digitalize do it once and sell that people would buy. So this is, you know, kind of on the e-commerce side, but on the online um, online world side. So again, that might be an easy thing for you to add on. Another thing is something service oriented for your customers. So this could be workshops. This could be doing custom painting, if that's, you know, the thing for you. It could be design consulting. Maybe you're really, really good at helping people figure out like your customers come in the store regularly it could be fashion consulting like you know you could could you add that to your to your shop mantra if you are really good at putting an outfit together I could use you but if you are really really good at putting an outfit together um, and to you it's a no-brainer and you know how could you scale that could you do uh, private appointments could you do virtual you know maybe whatever whatever the situation is how could you easily add that to your to your revenue streams in your business. So again, maybe it's also, maybe there's bringing in in-house services. So maybe if you are a DIYer, maybe you're going to bring in an upholsterer into your business. Um, you're going to have your own furniture refinisher inside. Maybe you're going to bring in somebody who fixes whatever it is that's in your business. Just think about different things. Like what's a th- what's a thing? What's something that your customers come in regularly and maybe they have to go someplace else to do? What could you do under your roof? It might mean bringing in somebody that's an expert in that. Uh, it might not be you that does that, but if you have that person under your roof, so maybe it is an interior designer or whatever it could be. So start thinking about different ways. Um, I will tell you a couple of things that I see scaling really well right now um, as I'm recording this. Design consulting, but in smaller, even in smaller areas, like not necessarily to take away from interior designers or anything, but if people are coming into your shop and they love how you seasonally decorate, well, there's a really big business for going to other, you know, helping people decorate their homes, whether it's seasonal or staging or, you know, and if you're really good at that, or you can set a vignette up in a minute, or you can do outside decor, you can see it in your mind's eye, like it's a piece of cake for you. It's not so easy for other, other people. So if you say, you know, I'm going to do a consult, consult, we're going to figure out your outside for your holiday decor or your summer or whatever. There's just lots of different opportunities um, on the service uh, orientated side. So start thinking of different things that you can do um, in your business. 
The next one is a little bit different. So bear with me as I share this one. And it really is going to help those who maybe blog on their business, have a blog attached to their business, or have an informational side to their website. So that is affiliate marketing. So I don't necessarily mean affiliate like pushing affiliate sales. So what affiliate means is you make a commission off of referring a product. So it's no cost to your customers and you might have a discount code that's given to you. But if there's things that you love that you are not selling in your business, maybe it's, you know, even just the products. If you are a, if you sell jewel, if you sell, I don't even DIY products and you don't sell heat presses or you don't sell um bigger products maybe um i'm trying to think what i what i used to sell on my affiliate used to be the tools that we would use to do a lot of our diy like the sander that we used and the the paint sprayer that i used to use you know people were always asking me well what paint sprayer are you using well i just set up an affiliate link and i you know and you can do that by um contacting the companies or through Amazon. There's lots of different ways to to set up affiliate commission. And because people were always asking me, so we used to spray paint a lot of furniture in our business. And people are always asking me, I wasn't selling sprayers. So I would just use it as an affiliate link. So I would be able to share that with anybody. So again, that comes with blog posting or just referrals if people are asking you. It, there might be nothing, there might be something. I will tell you it is not a huge income for for most of us but every little bit helps right so um it you know it can be it can be good if you are taking courses or if you have a favorite service that you love a lot you know maybe you love mailchimp mailchimp has an affiliate program so if you refer it to your 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 fellow retailers or you know somebody else they you know they'll pay you a small commission on that it's not it's not, you know, it's it's just a little tiny bit. Sometimes it's worth taking time to sit down and do that. And sometimes you'll be like, yep, that's not my thing. But I want you to be aware that this is an income stream that's possible if you are intentional with it. So again, with blog posting and um, referrals and that type of thing. The next one is, again, kind of along the same lines, but a little bit different. And that is, this is our fourth idea of adding revenue streams. And it's ad income. And that can be as simple as, and not everybody loves this idea, so you can do it or not do it. I've seen retailers do this. I've seen retailers absolutely not want to do this. So you do you. But it's adding um, Google ads onto your website or adding an ad network onto your website. Again, it depends on if you're a, you know blogging or driving a lot of traffic to your website. It might mean something or it might mean nothing. And that's those ads that pop up on websites. And you have control of... Um, the placement of them and that kind of thing. So I do have retailers who have Google ads on their on their website and it doesn't pop up like it does, you know, when you see um, sometimes with recipes, you know, it doesn't have to be everywhere as they have like discrete ones on their sidebar or whatever. They have a lot of traffic, so they have some income that comes from that. Another uncommon but cool... <laughs> uncommon but cool that's us the cool kids right so anyway the uncommon but cool thing is partnering or asking other businesses if if you have a website that is popular has a really good reputation and you know you're getting lots of traffic other businesses might want to be associated with you and you can sell space rent out like space 
like on the side of your website, on the sidebar of your page for Joe's Coffee Shop next door. So Joe's Coffee Shop might say, oh my gosh, all your customers are coming. Like all your customers are my customers and I really want them to come over. And I love that, you know, and if you have this great, awesome business running, then you can sell Joe Joe's Coffee Shop or whatever, uh, a space on your website. Again, this might be crazy for you, but I wanted to spark some interest and I have seen that work really well with some retailers. So think about that one. And it's like, you know, you can charge like 50 bucks a month or 75 bucks a month. For me personally, I used to put my website on uh, or my um, business name on other people's websites quite regularly because for $50 or $25, I had one that was, you know, $25 and it was a local restaurant that was, you know, hit all the time. Like they had tons of downloads and tons of people would come in. So there you go. They would see my ad on that person's website and come into my shop. So it was an inexpensive ROI for me, but you can do the opposite. You can have, you know, a little bit of extra income. Every little bit counts, right? So number five is adding a subscription service or recurring revenue to your business. So this could be a monthly subscription box. This is super popular, my friends, right now. If you are aware of this, you know how popular they are. If you are not listen up, come back to me because <laughs> subscription boxes are the hottest things right now. It is a wonderful way to add recurring reliable revenue to your business. There's tons of different ways of doing it. I have tons of retailers inside my retailers inner circle. We've done training on subscription boxes. It's such a great way to add revenue to your business consistently. So you have 10 of these boxes or 20 or 100 or 400 or 500 boxes or a thousand boxes, depending on your audience and your market, buying the same thing every month. They have they subscribe to it or maybe every quarter or bi-monthly, whatever you do. So that works really, really well. And it's a really great way to add a recurring revenue, which is so much more reliable than hoping for just, you know, <laughs> this with the stability last year, that wobbly feel I was talking about subscription boxes were really popular. I have a lot of retailers who have paid VIP clubs. So you can have a group of your fans of your awesome clients that love you and want to just they're just, you know, the adoring fans that you have, the regulars, everybody that just loves all your products and you build that reputation up and you have them join uh, at a uh, a fee every month and they get maybe first dibs or they get specials and perks and different things from your store. They are paying basically to get discounts. They are your loyalist fans as a rule and you give them a little more attention. So this is a really, really great way to add a loyalty, awesome loyalty, paid loyalty group to your business. It's also an amazing way (laughs) to build an incredible fan base for your business because once people get into these groups and if you just over deliver and you just treat them so well, they will stay, they will love you and they will, you know, stay there. They'll become your people. So those are two different ways in a recurring revenue format. And there's so many more ways like DIY kits. There's all kinds of different ways um, that I uh, highly recommend thinking about how that would work for your business. Okay, we're getting there. <laughs> Three more. So number six is wholesale. Let's think about this. If you do something consistently that you're making in-house, so maybe you are making your own candles or your own jewelry or your own soap or your signs or something along that lines. If you are making something in your shop, can you wholesale this? Can you create it at a wholesale price so that you can sell to other retailers? 
So maybe yes, maybe no. <laughs> you know, other retailers are looking for products. And I'm not talking about Susie next door. I'm talking about, you know, your because you don't want your, obviously, you probably don't want your neighbor next door selling your things. But the next town over, the next county over, whatever, can can you, do you have a product that you could totally wholesale to them? And maybe even their subscription boxes or, you know, something along those lines. What do you have that you could do- totally wholesale? I see retailers inside my retailers inner circle. They're wholesaling to each other all over the place. It's amazing to watch. It's amazing. It's so great to watch. You know, there's just different things. Maybe you have a CNC machine and you're cutting and making or you have whatever it is. Maybe you want to sell, you know, your SVG files to somebody, to other retailers and give them a great price. And, you know, it's just a nice little not community, but it's an, it feels good too, to be honest, if you're helping other people and it's reliable re- revenue and they're buying and you, if you're making four, you can make 40. I don't know, like just depending on that. So think about what you have in, in house or in store that, um, you can, you could wholesale to other people. And I know there's like lots of wheels turning right now. I can feel, I can feel the wheels turning right now. So on that note, Number seven is private labeling things. So can you create or partner with other people, other retailers, other wholesalers to private label products so you can have your own product line in your shop? That is an amazing way to grow your reputation and grow your business. And um, it, it is an extra revenue stream, in my opinion, because it's, you know, a whole, it's got a whole life of its own. So if you buy, you know, again, maybe it's candles and soaps or furniture or, you know, think about the Magnolia line, like they're not making all of their things. And, and I say that because everybody kind of knows that line, that product, you know, but she has got candles and furniture and all of the things. She's not making all of those things. She's buying them from other people and they're private labeling. They're buying them to her specs. Her labels are on them. It's amazing. It's a really great way, but it's a whole industry now, right? Like, think about it. There's like the Magnolia line, right? So what do you, what, you know, what could you create as a line of products that were private labeled to sell, you know, under your name? And it's, it can be an amazing revenue stream for you. If you start thinking about it, I have one retailer who has an entire food line in her shop now, private labeled. She has a really great reputation of, you know, having beautiful sort of country kind of shop. And she private labels like jams and jellies and lots of yummy things. <laughs> but she's not making those. She's not a jam lady. She's not, you know, she, she's not a jam lady. I don't know if that's even a thing. But you know what I mean? She's not making jams. She doesn't have a commercial kitchen, all of the things. But she saw the potential there. So she um, reached out and, you know, has a commercial jam company making her jam, private labeled. Everything's under her labeling. And it's amazing. And it is selling like hotcakes and a great revenue stream for her. So something to think about, another private label. And last but not least, I know this is a long episode. Thank you for hanging in there. Last but not least, events and workshops and having people uh, come and do things. <laughs> There's also like, vendor markets, pop-up shops, private events. You know, can you rent any space in your shop to other people? You, If you have space, maybe that you do DIY workshops or you do creative things in, or you just have a space in the back of your shop that maybe used to have a cafe or something, I don't know. Do you have space that you can rent out and bring in other community groups into? Maybe there's book clubs or your local knitting club. I don't know. <laughs> Different groups are always looking for space, even in this day and age of 
whatever COVID situation we're in right now, there are still lots of people looking to gather. In my town, in my community, there's um, a great space that, you know, it's in a retail space, but they used to rent it out to, you know, like the historical society used to meet there and like, you know, all of these different things. But this gets people into your shop. This gets bodies into your door, whether they are buying like right now or whether they're just like, oh, I didn't know this shop was here. You know, these this gets people in pop up shops, um, you know, bring in the local donut or baker or you know, uh, your, your, if you have vendors inside your shop, some of your local vendors, get them to come to a pop-up shop. So they bring all their customers and it's, I have lots of retailers that have things like flower shops on Saturday. So the local flower shop sets up shop on Saturday with bouquets of flowers. That's a pop-up shop on Saturdays with local bouquets. Well, everybody goes and gets their local bouquets on Saturday and they're in your shop, they're going to get things, right? So how could you add an event or an extra draw to your shop. So again, vendor markets, you know, maybe you're going to host, maybe you could host a market, a local market, you know, like a, an antique market or, you know, an event market, (laughs) something where you could bring in lots of people, sell space. If you have an area outside of your shop, lots of opportunities. And of course, I have lots of you listening that are probably doing DIY workshops, how-to workshops, that can be expanded so greatly. Inside my Retailers Inner Circle, we had the opportunity to have a, a guest expert come in and talk to us about, she calls them summer camps. And, you know, she was full series of like from organizing to, you know, like pantry organizing to uh, vision board creating, you know, using her space to do all kinds of events, not just DIY events. And it's super cool to see all of the things and that people are just people are just craving right now. They're craving community, they're craving to get out, they're craving to do things with other people. So there's lots of opportunities for events. And maybe you can do that with yours as well, too. Okay, my friends, I know this has been a long, long uh, podcast today. But I want you to get excited about all of the different revenue streams that are possible for you. And you might have a bunch more. I would love to know. Leave us a comment on the uh, podcast. Send me an email. You can find me at wendybatten.com. I would love to know some alternative and extra and cool things that you're doing as additional revenue streams inside your retail business. Because we don't want to be so wobbly, right? If we had, you know, if the events were doing really well and, you know, not the private label and this is doing well and not this and that's doing well. So it's okay if there's a little bit of give and take, right? Up and down of things. But if all our eggs are just in the revenue of, you know, selling our retail stuff, our our product line, you know, that gets, gets scary. It's not as comfortable, right? And there's lots of opportunity for not even just the comfort. There's just lots of opportunity here for, Uh, additional profits and and fun, right? And again, back to the four things that, um, you know, you want to run it through the hopper. Do do any of these things light you up? And does this, you know, something my customers might like, is there, what is the profit potential in this? And does this fit under my brand? Those are your four questions to ask yourself when you're adding on these additional revenue streams. So thank you, my friends. If you need any support, again, we talk about all of these things and more inside our retailers inner circle. We would love, love, love for you to join us inside there. You can find out more information at wendybatten.com inner dash circle. <laughs> we have everything there. Or you can just jump at wendybatten.com and you can just see where it says, how can I work with you? It's all under that bucket as well too. And I also work one-on-one privately with retailers. So if you need any help, 
growing your beautiful retail business and you need any support at all, please reach out. It would be my honor and pleasure to work with you and help you grow a cool, happy, fun business because we're in business to have fun and joy along with the profits, right? So thanks so much, my friends. I hope you're having a fantastic day. We'll see you next week. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm so glad that you're here to join us this week, and I hope you found value in what we're sharing here. I want to remind you that our website has all of the show notes. You can find it at wendybatten.com slash podcast. Everything that you need to hear about today's podcast is there. Also an opportunity if you need to reach out to me. If I can support you in any way whatsoever, please feel free to reach out. Make sure you join our Rockstar Creatives Facebook group. We will continue the conversation over there weekly. So thanks for joining us. Please leave a review, subscribe if you can, and never miss an episode. We hope to see you back here again next week. Thanks, my friend. Have a great week.